Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome into the nightcap. I am not Zach Jones. My name is Joe Cali. Filling in for Zach. Zach's off today, so I hope you've enjoyed your time away from the studio. Been talking a lot. A lot about fantasy football today, both good and bad. League even mentioned uh, punishments earlier today. And, uh, you know, my my friend's league, the hometown league, uh, our punishment for this coming season is, like I mentioned earlier, to sp- the number of losses you have on the season is the number of Tim Hortons you have to go to in, on a speci- specified day, of course, as we get closer. And every Tim Hortons you visit, so if you lose 10 times, let's just say you lost 10 times, you got to go to 10 Tim Hortons on a selected date. And then here you are at, Tim, at said 10 Tim Hortons, and you have to start the pay it forward line. So you have to pay for the person's order behind you. Now, this could be this could be a $5 bill. Not really, though. Maximum $75. So, you know, nothing to, nothing to cry about, nothing to be upset about in any way. You know, it's, it's, it's a fair punishment for everybody. And um, speaking of punishments, I may or may not have gotten myself into a pickle. Um, <laughs> I lost my, the, this same league last year. Technically not the same league. We rebooted every year with a different name. But same league last year. I think I went... Three, three and ten, which is absolutely egregious, absolutely horrible. You've been listening all day. You know Mike is the best at giving fantasy advice, and I don't know. I mean, I, I wish I could have taken some at the time. I performed horribly, absolutely horrid. I uh, three and ten speaks for itself. I don't know how you do that in a fantasy league. I didn't know how I even did it. I don't know if I attempted to do it. Whatever, it happened. So I went three and ten. Came down to the end, was hoping to have one more win than the loser, but unfortunately I did not. And, you know, that may, may have been on my draft strategy a little bit, taking Josh Allen with my first pick. Little high, little high, I'll admit. Went to do the same thing this year. That didn't happen. But I took J- Josh Allen right away, and I took Gabe Davis. And, yes, ankle injury and whatnot, but, I mean, drafting multiple— and I think I had I had other bills on the team, too. So I basically, I, I screwed myself pretty good, and— uh, Let's just say I I had one I had a couple good fantasy years at the beginning. Last year was the worst, the absolute worst, and I don't think I'll ever recover from it. My reputation, and now even mentioning it on this station, my reputation is so tanked. It's not even funny. So if I try to give you any fantasy advice, run in the opposite direction because you might end up three and ten like I did last season. And uh, yeah, I mean, very unfortunate, very unfortunate. And, you know, I've just proclaimed myself egregious at fantasy football on uh, <laughs> on a large market radio station. So this this uh, this is definitely something. But this season, we're hoping to turn that around 
after last year's horrible performance. Maybe, you know, not coming last because it's it's a punishment league, and I'll have to do the punishment um, that we mentioned in the beginning. And uh, I don't know. I wish I could take calls because I would really want to see. I'd really want to see how many people think the Tim Hortons one is a good idea. Like, would you be would you be okay with that? You can tweet at me if you feel the need to, if you want to get involved in the conversation at the Buffalonian underscore. So at T H E Buffalonian B U F F A L O N I A N underscore. So you can tweet at me. What what is the fantasy football punishment that you would draw the line at? And what do you think of the Tim Hortons pay it forward line? But I guess, yeah, this is this was what was decided to be the punishment to call myself a self-proclaimed fantasy, horrible fantasy player. Not self-proclaimed, proclaimed my entire league last year. We, we did a video, and uh, we had to pick who's going to lose the league, and I would like to say that over 50% of the votes were, were on me again. So looking to bounce back, but yes, absolutely egregious last year. We're looking to come back from it. 3-10. and 10. Don't know if I could ever get that low. I'm never going to recover, so... I'm just going to put it to you how it is. If I'm giving you fantasy advice, if you ask me, um, take it or leave it. Because it's either going to be a bounce back year or it's going to be another another egregious season. But we shall see. <sighs> extremely, extremely rough season. Anyway, let's let's talk fantasy for a few more minutes here. Just on, just on this season, this coming season. So we drafted, I don't know how many leagues you're in. You can also tweet at me for that too. Like, what's your what's your average number of fantasy leagues you're in for this season? Because this is as as uh, Mike earlier today proclaimed that this is one of the biggest draft weekends in fantasy football because it's that week in between the season. You know who's healthy, you know who's not, you know who's gonna you know like Matt Barkley today. Not that you would draft Matt Barkley, but last preseason game he gets hurt. Say that was a starter, you would have a problem if you drafted before that because then. You're going to have to devise a trade, and I don't know. It, it could get very interesting, but just to sprinkle a little Bills news in there, Matt Barkley was released with a settlement from the team off the injured reserve. So wish the best of Matt Barkley. He's always been a great backup. Um, his attitude, it's all Buffalo. Swinging the poncho on the sideline, That's when I think of Matt Barkley, that's what I hear. So, um, you know, that's that's tough to lose that hype man on the team, but the poncho-swinging hype man, but I know he'll... He'll still be rooting for us heading into the season. But anyway, back to fantasy talk. The leagues this year, I, I, I've done any national leagues. I will say that. No national leagues. I don't know out there, again, if you're more of a national league person or if you like the hometown leagues. You're you're more of a grounded fantasy person like myself, just kind of with friends, with family, with coworkers, you know, just the, the average fantasy league. Whether it be a buy-in, whether it be just for fun, or a punishment league like the one I was just describing and the one I performed terribly in last year. So um, I also just want to shout out the winner of that league last year. Mark Wilcox is his name. Talk about a season. I mean, this guy absolutely, absolutely killed it. Um, I wish I could have a season like that, but unfortunately we went 3-10, and 10, as I've mentioned now many times. So, um, you know, g- congratulations really late. We've already drafted for the next season, but congratulations. And uh, can only hope to have a season like that. We'll see. Might end up at the bottom of the barrel again. But I thought I had an okay draft. Um, you know, I didn't take Josh Allen first overall. That was Or my first overall pick, I should say. That, was, that, that honor was taken. Um, and once I let him pass, I took a wide receiver and, uh, you know, because he's one of those quarterbacks where if you don't grab him, someone 
someone is going to like it's, it's the same with Mahomes it's the same with Hertz at this point those three are the highest producing point quarterbacks in all of fantasy football so you know it, it's it was it's whatever but yeah average draft in each league each team I would say three of them are very similar pretty much the exact same team for the those are for the the for fun leagues we could say and then the the fantasy the punishment league that one is very different and another fun league I'm in or my work league, sorry, is very different from my other drafts. So, you know, the for fun ones, you have a little more fun. Maybe you do take Allen right away. But, you know, for the punishment leagues, so you don't end up 3-10 and 10 and having to do a punishment, um, you have to. You, you, you got to draft a little smarter than I did, that's for sure. And even in the money leagues, you got to win. You got you to get some cash. I mean, you're putting, I want to say this one's $60. So put 60 bucks in, you're gonna want you're going to want some of that. But I just, you know, fantasy is fun to talk about. It's not, it's not my... Clearly, it's not my forte with that season I had last year. But, you know, it's it's something my my best season I had was when it was back when Tom Brady was on the Patriots. That just tells you how how much of a drought I'm currently in. And it continues up until this season. We'll see how it goes. But Brady and Gronk, I stacked them on a team and they were they were cooking on the Patriots the entire season. I think it was the Philly year where they lost in the Super Bowl, but they, they were they were doing really well throughout the season. So that's the last time, 2018, I think that if I'm correct on that, 2018 is the last time I had an outstanding fantasy season. So, you know, we're, we're in a five-year drought now. We're in a five-year drought. We'll see, well, four-year. We'll see if 2023 season has any surprises up their sleeve in any of these leagues. So we'll, we'll have to see. But now that the fantasy talk and me just tanking my fantasy reputation is out of the way, I want to bring in... A little bit of Bill's talk here. So we're a week out from the start of the regular season. And, you know, it is, it's crazy that it's already been six months, six and a half months since that loss in the Bengals game. That's, I, I don't know. It's, I still, I don't like to talk about it. Not that I don't want to, but it's just, it's tough because it's just, you know, it's, it's not fun to think about that. It's not the same way we lost to the Chiefs in the divisional round the year before. That we went out with a bang. No, like we lost, but what a fashion to lose. The one of the best games ever played. Like that's one way to go go about it. And then to absolutely get floored at home by an AFC rival is is a horrible way to go out. And you know, it's 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 one thing to lose. It's another thing to be embarrassed at home on national television and playoff coverage. So, you know, the Bills this year, this season, the media isn't as focused on them as they have been. The media last season, the Bills were the favorites picked across the board as Super Bowl favorites after the season before. Coming off the high of the Chiefs' divisional game, even though we didn't win, it was still Josh Allen showed who he was. Gabe Davis, four touchdowns in a playoff game. You never see that. You know, the team was clicking on all cylinders. Then... The season starts. We take on the Super Bowl champion Rams. We put on a show in their house right after their ring ceremony with Von Miller on our team. Season couldn't have been going any better at that point. We get to about Green Bay. We still win that game. But then the momentum shifts. Then the momentum turns. Then it's kind of Josh gets his UCL injury. He gets his arm yanked back by the in the Jets game. Um... Minnesota loss, the Jets loss, all that. Um, and then we we hit the DeMar Hamlin game. And it's, first of all, this season had already been crazy on the Bills with the two blizzards we had. They got moved to Detroit for two weeks in a row. You know, and then, and then to have 
you know, the DeMar Hamlin incident happened. It's just not to dwell on that, but it does a lot, right? So the media was all on the Bills. The week after we go play the Patriots at home, we're back home, and Naheem Hines takes it for a kickoff return, touchdown. I mean, storybook, as Jim Nance said, storybook. Everything seemed to be pointing towards the Bills doing all right, even though they weren't playing as well. You you think, you know, Josh's elbow still affecting it a little bit. But then we get to the playoffs. We play Skylar Thompson in the first game in the wild card home. We were doing well. We were doing well. But that game got close. That game got close. And I felt like a little sinking feeling, a little pit in my stomach thinking, okay, I don't know if this is the this is the year anymore. I don't, I don't feel like this is the team that's going to go all the way. Um, just be based off of the way they played against, you know, division rivals. Yeah, it's tough to play them three times a year. But they didn't have Tua in. They didn't have Teddy Bridgewater in. So you're thinking, okay, Skylar Thompson. I think it was his first start was in ever. I think it was his first start ever playing. If I'm not, if I'm wrong on that, but um, first start and that game started getting close towards the end. The Bills started letting it go a little bit, and uh, you know, of course, the loss of Von Miller has something to do with the way the season ended up as well. But then the week after, we're back home in the snow, where the Bills are supposed to be the Titans. The Winter Soldier is our quarterback. Ready for the snow. We get pummeled. We get absolutely pummeled again. Like, not not a good look. So the media then in this offseason has been not anti-Bills, but it's not like, oh, they're the Super Bowl favorites. Oh, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. They're going to win the Super Bowl. This first game coming up is huge. And we'll talk betting odds on this game. We'll talk all that. I'm, I'm going to give you a little preview. I know we're a week out, but got to do a little week one preview. Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, I'm not going to discount that at all. That's a tough team. His wish list came true with a bunch of these players as well. So it's not like it's going to be an easy win at all in any sense. So Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, that adds a whole new thing. The The Dolphins went to town on defense, and you know they get Jalen Ramsey, who's unfortunately injured, but they get Eli Apple to replace, who's decent. He was on that Cincinnati team that, that got us at home in the divisional last year, but um, and talked a lot of smack, by the way. Just want to point that out there. He he drove me absolutely crazy. But, um, you know, the offseason kind of tilted away from the Bills. And it's not a bad thing. I don't think it is at all. Uh, the Bills seemed to do better when they were talked about as, quote-unquote, the underdog. Or as, you know, the third, fourth best team. I like the sneak in. I really do. Not a sneak because they're on the radar, of course. Josh Allen's your quarterback. Your offense is high flying. Your defense is all has been top ten. I don't want top five for the past few years. They're dominant on both sides of the ball when they're playing their best. So you can't really count them out ever. But it's 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 not the same feeling as last season. And it's also this was talked about a little bit earlier today. Is there a fear? Is there a fear that okay? We're working with the same system, pretty much. The same core players from 2020 where they really broke out and the Bills looked like, okay, they can do this. You know, I mean, earlier today, a point was made that was perfect. We're still relying on Jordan Poyer and Mike Hyde to do things that they did five years ago or three years ago that they've aged. You know, they're injured and all that. It all plays a factor. The team ages quicker. Josh Allen's already on his sixth season. I remember the night he was drafted. Time flies. And there's a, there, you know, people are talking about the window. There definitely is a window. Am I going to be the one to say it's closing? No. But I mean, we got older players, the veterans who 
are centerpieces to this current system we have around Josh Allen and on the defense. And, you know, they don't have the most time left to keep losing in the divisional rounds. So is it Super Bowl or bust? Like, that's the big question. Is this going to be a Super Bowl or bust season? The Bills have made it to the AFC Championship, lost, and have not made it back that far since. Arguably, we've had tougher opponents in the divisional round. Because we, I, I believe it was Baltimore the year we made it to AFC Championship. That was a smackdown. Taron Johnson's 99-yard interception touchdown. Like, that was pick six. Like, that's crazy. Like, that game went crazy. And then we get to the Chiefs and we get kind of, kind of pummeled. And we, never, we haven't made it back to the AFC Championship. But again, like I said, arguably because we've had tougher opponents. But at the same time, it's like, how many more times can we go out in the divisional round and wait six months before going again just to get out in the divisional round? And I'm one of the most optimistic Bills fans out there. I, I'm a realist, but at the same time, I like to you know, be, be on the positive side. My whole entire childhood, as I've mentioned when I've hosted the nightcap before in for Zach, was the drought. Was the drought. I went through every single year of the drought on one. And it's, you know, those were as bad as my fantasy season last year. Some of those records. Three wins, four wins. Like, what are we doing? And then just to, you know, people are saying, this is the beginning of the reset. This is the beginning of the reset. So, yeah, we keep Josh Allen, but... After so many years, you're going to have to retool. You're going to have to, you know, get these younger players in there where these older players are kind of, they're not on their way out necessarily, but they're not the spring chickens they used to be. And I guess that's kind of where you're thinking like, okay, at least make it to a Super Bowl this year, right? If not win, of course I want them to win. But come on, at this point, We've gone out in the divisional round two years in a row. Once in fantastic fashion, as I mentioned, and one is a horrible fashion at home. The odds are, are you going to get the one seed? The AFC is so, so competitive, you can't bank on that. I'm sorry. And I know, I want my team to be number one. I want the Bills to be number one in the entire conference. I want them to be number one in the entire NFL, win the Super Bowl. But to realistically think that it's a lock with the weight, especially the Jets and the Dolphins can both. I think these three AFC East teams will be in the playoffs next year. The Jets, Dolphins, and Bills. Like, that, to me, is absolutely realistic. We were talking earlier today. Mike mentioned the Colin Cowherd. How many teams can win the Super Bowl? Realistically, I'll give you specific team names. I said six. So I got the Bills, of course, because they have been able to do it, not able to do it, but they've been on the path to do it for years. The Jets now, with the weapons they have, they beat us already once last year. And now they have Aaron Rodgers and company and Brees Hall's back from injury. They signed Dalvin Cook, which, again, that wasn't the most outlying thing to me, like, oh, we need to be nervous. Because Dalvin Cook's good, but I mean, he's, he's of course, age, like I've been saying. So, age. So, Bills, Jets, the Dolphins are sketchy for me. you got to keep Tua healthy. Because if Tua gets hit in the head one more time, then we're going to have a problem. Like, I, 
I'm not a Dolphins fan by any means. I don't want to see that guy get hurt again. I really don't. Because I remember when that happened every time last year, I was cringing watching the game, whether it was here while I was working or at home or at the game. Cringing. Cringing. Slow motion replay on Twitter after cringing. Like, it's it's horrible. And, you know, the, they got to protect him. They, got, they have to keep him healthy. Otherwise, it's not going to work out. Because if he gets one more concussion within a within 365 days, like that's that's bad. Like that's really bad. So he looks to be protecting himself more when he goes to the ground, kind of going into the fetal position, not just kind of flopping around. So that's good. But again, not a Dolphins fan by any means, but just as a person, a human being, like I don't I don't want to see anyone getting hurt like that. It's just not not it's not what you want to watch. You know, it's like the same thing when. DeMar Hamley got hurt. Yes, the rivalries. Yes, everything. But it's just you don't want to see a human being go through that. And two very different injuries, yes. But you don't want to see a human being go through that. So the Bills, the Jets. I'll leave. I'll omit the Dolphins. They'll be a runner-up. So Bills, Jets, Chiefs, Bengals. That's four right there. Bills, Jets, Chiefs, Bengals in the AFC. Fifth one in the AFC. I think uh, a sleeper. I think a sleeper is going to do it. And I I think it's Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I know that might be a steaming hot take. I know it might because the Ravens have OBJ. The Ravens, Lamar's back. He's got his money. I don't know if I could count on Lamar not getting injured because for the past few seasons, that's just what happened. That's what happened. So I think I, I Herbert, you know, you've heard Rich Eisen talk about him. You've never, you haven't seen when he was getting drafted, he, haven't, he said he hadn't seen a ball explode out of a hand quite like that since Josh Allen. So those are my five AFC. Bills, Jets, Chiefs, Bengals, Chargers. That's the five AFC ones. Five AFC teams. I said six total. And, of course, the Eagles. I'll go through some runner-ups, but I am running out of time here, so I do have to get to a break. But we'll be right back with some more of the nightcap on WGR. Come on. Welcome back into the nightcap. I'm Joe Callie filling in for Zach Jones. He's off for the day. Again, hope you had a nice day off. But we were talking before the break about the teams that could win the Super Bowl. Of course, like we mentioned earlier, there's only one that's going to. So, yes, while there may be six, in my opinion, and the Eagles being the NFC candidate there, and I might have to extend that to seven, like I said earlier, with the 49ers, because they are a really well-put-together team. Shanahan knows how to, you know, call the plays very well. He's very good at it. Um, and Brock Purdy is going to be healthy, Mr. Irrelevant. Hopefully he can repeat the season he had when he came in, because that was just extraordinary. I still wish I could see that for the first time again. And I wish he didn't get hurt, because if he went to the Super Bowl, I guarantee there would be a feature film made right now, Mr. Irrelevant, by the title. So... Um, unfortunately, I don't think, I don't think that'll happen. Maybe if he wins it at some point in the next like two years, maybe, I don't know, two seasons, whatever. Anyway, so those are the seven teams. The Dolphins are a runner up. The Ravens are a runner up just from injury standpoints for both of those quarterbacks. That's, that's kind of what holds me back there. Although the Dolphins do have Mike White now, who I do give a lot of credit to, especially after that, that Jets game where Matt Milano gave him a folding chair sack, you know, it, it's something, all right, but those are the seven seven teams. The Bills, 
Jets, Bengals, Chiefs, Chargers. Sorry, lost my train of thought there. Eagles and 49ers with the Dolphins and Ravens in the runner-up spot. Um, You know, that that's kind of my hierarchy of the NFL, I guess. Splitting it up AFC and NFC. Um, just to, you know, just to see, really. Because I, I it's right. The AFC is so much more competitive than the NFC. Um, you know, do do I think the Vikings were a good team last year? Absolutely. Absolutely. I watched the Netflix documentary, The Quarterback, that series. If you have not watched that, I highly suggest it if you're a fan of football. As much as Patrick Mahomes, you know, it, it's it's a lot about him and... um. A little cocky at times for my my taste, but you know he's Patrick Mahomes. He's the best. He's the best in the game right now, so you can't blame him. Kirk Cousins really, really is the best part of it for me. I his story, um, his family life, just him as a quarterback as well, dealing with this rib injury that they keep just highlighting, and it makes you wince every time he gets hit. Von Miller drills into him at one point, and he's just on the ground yelling, gets up, screams all the way over to the bench. He's just in so much pain. The utmost respect to Kirk Cousins. The utmost respect to Kirk Cousins. But anyway, back to the Bills, Bills season. Um, It's just, this is uh, one of those seasons, like I was saying a little while ago here before the break. Is it Super Bowl or bust? I don't know. I don't really think it's a Super Bowl win or bust, but let's... You know, we, we the window is closing. The window is kind of shrinking a little bit. You know, with the current core we have, we will have to reevaluate and retool in a couple years when these guys start getting older. Um, especially like Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. We've relied on those guys so much. We really have. And they've done such a fantastic job. I, when I think of Micah Hyde's name, it's just plucking it out of Mac Jones, Mac Jones's throw in that playoff game. Just plucking it right out of the air, right out of the hands. I forget who the receiver was, but plucking it right out of the hands and just taking it. That really, that's that's our defense. And yes, while they were ranked number, I forget last year. I know they were number one when we were the Chiefs divisional game when that went sideways. But were they really number one? Like, that's the thing. Like, people people say they weren't. Some people say they were. I don't think they really were. I think they were three. I just think they had a, you know, they had some good games and it's just there were better defenses out there for sure power ranking wise, but anyway, that's neither here nor there, but the Bills play the Jets right away. So this this is going to be a huge precursor to the rest of the season. Um because if you were listening to One Bills Live or watching One Bills Live earlier today, you heard Steve Tasker and Chris Brown kind of previewing it a little bit. And, uh, you know, they were mentioning how it's going to be, they think it's going to be a close game, but if the Jets steamroll the Bills, they're, they're the hopes for the Super Bowl for the Jets, the odds immediately, immediately go crazy for it. Where the Bills, it's like, okay, we got we to gotta figure this out. Where if the Bills steamroll the Jets, not much changes. It's kind of the, where the, we've been the top dogs of the AFC East for a long time. You know, the attitude doesn't change yet. I personally, I think we're going to win that game. I'll be at that game. So I hope I don't bring the bad luck I brought myself in fantasy football last year. But I um, that that game is going to be major. And it's 
solely because it's such a new Jets team. And we Zach Wilson gave us trouble last year, and Mike White did as well. So it's like when you put Aaron Rodgers and company on the field, how much does that really like like should we be nervous? I, I think so. I think that makes a huge difference. Makes a huge difference. I don't know if you saw this about the Jets, just a little sidebar here. Aaron Rodgers mentioned that he wants to, you know, take the reins for a couple years and then hand it back off to Zach and let him finish the job. So I mean when you're learning under Aaron Rodgers, you're bound to learn something, right? So it makes sense, but I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting game. I personally, I think it's going to be a dogfight all the way to the finish. These two teams are stacked. Both have good defenses. You have Sauce Gardner on the other side, who is a major factor, major factor in the defense. You have Brees Hall healthy. Yes, he's coming back from an ACL, so that might be interesting. It might have changed some things. But, you know, it, it's it's nothing that's... Like, he's not going to be good. Like, I, I'm sorry. he's He was amazing before he got injured last year. And you add Dalvin Cook, who's a solid, solid running back. Nothing exponentially insane anymore, but solid. Very solid. Very good. So it's a sibling rivalry right out of the gate, game one. And you know what the NFL was doing. You know, it's it's playing a division rival on the opening night with their stacked team against the the king of the AFC East for the past few years. This is gonna be, this is gonna be good. Like I am excited to watch it as a football fan. If I were a fan of neither team, this would still be the game to watch because it's just it's two titans going at it at quarterback. Two v- very different, right? Aaron Rodgers, he had mobility. He did like he was he's been amazing career, right? All the MVPs he's accumulated, amazing career. But he's on the older side now, right? And we saw this with Tom Brady, um, uh, the greatest career of all time by any quarterback, the greatest quarterback of all time, right? And we saw this, and it was like, I don't know. It's just like, is is it going to happen to Rodgers? Is he going to age out of it? Is he going to age out of his prime, right? Oh, you hear all the time these players are past their prime. What's an example of that? You know, like, like, truthfully, a current player, it would have been Tom Brady. His prime was when he was on the Patriots and his first year as a Buccaneer. After that, the age caught up with him a little bit, you could argue. And also, just, he had a lot of outside stuff going on. And that, of course, plays a huge role, right? He was going through divorce, which is not, not a good thing for anybody. Like, that's another thing. Like, there's outside factors that play into a lot of this. And Rodgers has the age, but he's, he's kind of been that villain, character in the NFL as the script writers would say as the as the script says he's the villain he's the one who's interesting with the media he's the one who's interesting in the way he talks to people just even teammates like he's not he's not Josh Allen the goofy guy the 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 jokester you know like he's not as easygoing like he's he's got that quote-unquote villain arc going so it's going to be there's no other way to put it than interesting because these two teams are stacked, as I mentioned, and it's going to be a clash. It really is. Both Their defenses, again, are outstanding. Their offenses are both stacked. They're both amazing. So this game, let's just go through a little bit of the, a little bit of the betting odds here. Sorry, I just forgot how to speak for a second there. So 
again, just a little precursor on the game. Not that any of you wouldn't know this. It's Monday, September 11th, 8.15 p.m. at MetLife Stadium. So the Bills are away. And the Bills are one-and-a-half-point favorites. The, the line is 110. The over-under, 47. Over-under, 47. And the Bills, the money line is Bills minus 120 and the Jets plus 100. So the Bills are favored. Not by a huge margin, though. One and a half point favorites. But you it's bound to change in the week. It really is. It's bound to change. So normally they give the home team three points, right? So the Bills are one and a half point favorites. So they're even besting the three points of the Jets. Just based on previous performances, I believe, in that point. Just, you know, they're not really taking into account. They haven't seen Rodgers play. So it's it's just kind of what they're going off of now. So the money line... You know, Buffalo's dominant on both sides of the ball. They're third in points scored last year and fourth in points allowed for the AFC's best scoring differential. And the only team that was better was the San Francisco 49ers, who had the best defense on the field. So the issue, the issue of last season, though, as I mentioned, was Allen, his injury, inconsistencies in the offense. Ken Dorsey's first year as a play caller, he's in year two. That's another edge that the Bills have as well. Um you know, but the Jets brought back Nathaniel Hackett for Aaron Rodgers, so we'll see how that goes. Um, the Bills added some defense, though. Leonard Floyd from the Los Angeles Rams. Um, you know, Von Miller's out. He's on the pup list, right? So he's not going to, or, yeah, pup list. So he can't he can't play for four weeks. So, you know, it, it stinks, but we did, we had contingencies in place. So Leonard Floyd, Greg Russo, even A.J. Epinesa didn't have an awful look. So, I mean, I think Dane Jackson's the cornerback, absolutely. Cornerback two, Trey White's cornerback one. It's gonna, it's the defense is gonna be pretty standard for what it has been. And the only the only question mark is who's gonna replace Tremaine Edmonds? Who's gonna be that middle linebacker that's gonna take his spot? And the, I mean, the Bills. It's it's been the same talk. There's nothing new there, right? It's the same story. Who's replacing Tremaine? Von Miller's, is he going to be healthy? No, we know that now. We have the answers for this, except for Tremaine. We'll see who's, you know, officially, what the depth chart holds. But the Jets, meanwhile, they're looking to return for the playoffs for the first time since 2010. So they made the AFC Championship in 2010, if I'm remembering correctly. And they ranked second in scoring and fourth in total defense in 2022. So that's, I mean, that's Sauce Gardner and C.J. Mosley. I mean, those are two big names that really, you know, get the Jets' defense where it is. So they're ranked 25th in yards and 25th in points. So the defenses, at least. And the biggest culprit for New York's offensive ineptitude was the quarterback. As I mentioned, it was Zach Wilson. Mike White. And then Joe Flacco. I mean, I completely forget Joe Flacco was on the, the roster. And they... They combined to throw 3,931 yards, 14 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions. Same amount of touchdowns as interceptions, and they beat us one time last year. And yes, that's a season-wide stat, an average, but they had a combined 35.9% QBR quarterback rating. So they've solved the problem. They, they got Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in recent history. You know, and of course, Brees Hall got on the IR. He tore his ACL. He's back, as I mentioned. And Rodgers is going, he's coming in to stabilize this, you know, 
carousel of quarterbacks. He's coming in to stabilize this offense that couldn't just stay consistent. They had great games. Zach Wilson had flashes. He had, he, he looked really good. But then he would look really bad. It was just it he was so inconsistent. And so was Mike White. He would have a great game. I don't know if you remember this, but when he first came into the league, it was I'm the I, I should have been picked in round one. And then he tanked the next week to us two seasons ago. The year we played the Chiefs in the division round. So like it very inconsistent. Then yeah, Joe Flacco and I get what you were trying to do, veteran presence, but like he's he's too old. He's he he's he wasn't playing as a starter. After Lamar Jackson took over the the Ravens organization, so where Rodgers had been consistently the starter and played much better than Flacco did throughout his career, so Rodgers is there to stabilize it. He he ranked twenty sixth in quarterback ranking in twenty twenty two, but he won the MVP in the two seasons prior and is still regarded you know as one of the most elite quarterbacks out there. And age is going to be the question there. We're going to see it firsthand this year but they believe Rodgers you know it, it, it's easy to believe he'll help New York but the Bills money line is the most it, it seems to be the most playable option right the Bills money line and they're still favored they're still favored easily the Bills have more offensive chemistry in a proven concept though like that that's the thing they have more you know and I'm looking at this Forbes betting as it's called that's the that's the site I'm looking at these stats on and it's just, they're absolutely right when they say the Bills are more consistent. And, you know, they the teammates have the chemistry for multiple seasons. So, you know, it's just, I, I, I think the Bills will edge this one out. We'll talk more about the betting lines, more about, you know, I'll give maybe a score prediction even towards the end of the game, or the towards the end of the, the program here for this hour. But, you know, we do have to hit a break, so... You are listening to The Nightcap. I'm Joe Cali, and this is WGR. Welcome back into The Nightcap. I'm Joe Cali, filling in for Zach Jones. We've just been previewing the Bills-Jets Week 1 opener in New York City at MetLife Stadium. I believe I'm right on that. I don't know why I completely blanked on that for a second. But just we were talking about the money line, and the Bills' money line seems to be the one to take. The Bills' point spread, the one-and-a-half favorites, you know, it essentially means that you know, NFL games are rarely decided by a point or as a tie. So they, they throw the one and a half in there. And, you know, it's super close. It's super close. It's not like it's going to be a I, – I think that's the way the game's going to go. I mean, if you if you ask me, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I would say probably the Bills edge out the the Jets. I think they win their first game. And the Bills probably, I would say, the end score, if I had to say, if I had to think – Huh. It would be, I'd say, 38 to 35. I think they win it by a field goal. I think the Bills, I think it's a close game. I think points are put up. Plays are made. You know, honestly, 42 to 35. I think the Bills win by a touchdown. I I think that's what it's going to be. I wish it's going to be a high-scoring game, 42 to 35. I mean, come on. It's going to look like... It's going to look like that Bills Patriots game in the wild card a couple years back, but it's going to the Patriots going to be answering. It's going to be happening. It's going to look like the final 2 minutes of the 13 seconds game, but the entire game. I think it's going to be quick, it's going to be high flying. You know, they're going to do what they do. These two quarterbacks are the best in their craft. So like you can't really 
You can't say it won't be high scoring. I mean, I guess if it's super competitive, I would say it's a low scoring game. But I think I think the defense, both defenses are going to let some things slip, let some plays go. And I think it, I think the offenses are going to score. I really think they do. They will. Um, you know, it's <laughs> it's going to be an exciting game to see Aaron Rodgers as a Jet and the company that they've put together over there on the offense and the defense. They have a solid defense going up against the AFC East champions for the past few years, Josh Allen and the Bills, Josh Allen and company. McDermott calling defensive plays. That's going to be a whole different scheme. Yes, and the preseason didn't look great, but also it's the preseason, so I don't really, again, like I I don't think I really paid attention to the preseason. Like, it's just kind of... It's the preseason for me. I mean, at the end of the day, that's just kind of how I view it. But uh, I think it's going to be 42 to 35. And call me crazy, if you will, if you think that's too high of a score. But I, I think it's I think it's a solid one. That's for sure. But, you know, it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be a fun game. And, you know, you're not going to be able to get action like that. That's that's the headliner of the opening weekend. 42-35 to 35 Bills against the Jets. The Bills overtake. And this has been the Nightcap. I'm Joe Callie. Hope everyone has a great night. Have a great holiday weekend. You have been listening to WGR.